Hello there, Kansas City. Stephen St. John here with the latest episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. And of course, as always, I'd like to thank our wonderful sponsors, Patrick Carter, KCFarmersAgent.com. You need to choose local, choose Patrick Carter. Patrick Carter chooses you, and you can choose Patrick Carter. Local just like this fucking podcast. It is Hot Mike with SSJ, also brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Thank you to my friends Vince and Jamie at CBD American Shaman. Thank you for sending me such a wide variety of edibles and vapes and the flower and the cones. I can tell you that I love it all. Wonderful product available to you and yours at CBD American Shaman. Uh, Speaking of flowers, we have uh, the beautiful uh, Todd Lebo here, as always, uh, looking to help out and be a part of the conversation. This is part two. Part the yeah. to be continued yeah. part two of our conversation with former Royals reliever and all around good guy Jamie Bluma. Jamie, did you receive some good feedback? <laughs> I saw that for some reason this podcast led you to uh, ask for a picture of someone's finger on Twitter. Did that? How did you enjoy that? Was I that like something? That. I, lo- I like you? to see other people's maladies and, and right. try to compare them to what I have that going. He has to remove that fingernail, it sounded like. Like, I just have to trim mine yeah. like so. a normal nail, so not actual removal of. So, sir, thank you for <laughs> making this podcast interactive and tweeting us a picture of, uh, of your finger and t- explaining us so it's a removable. It's a little, yeah. you know. This could also be like a like a weapon if you know in in, in karate or something. Where you when I let it get slash. long and sharp, you can right yeah, like, like a fruit cat, ninja. Wolverine. Remember fruit ninja? One yeah. Of the first oh yeah. Bill St. John, he loved that uh, game. Yeah. You're like Wolverine. It is. That's similar. I mean, yeah. one out of ten. It's right. a talent. It's a little guy. That's more narwhal. than we have. It's a narwhal. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, but that could it's be good. if if sharpened and utilized yeah. the right way. That could be a weapon. Could. I mean, I, you know, and I, it, I mean, it'll get to a point where it can it can scratch you. Right. Like a fang. So in the you, finger you, fang. What's in the here we go. Here. Right. No. So. What's, what's in the box? What's in the box? No, no. Here we go. What's in the box? So here it is. This fucking guy said that he had the finger. Right in front of this. Some people didn't believe him. And ladies and gentlemen, here is Jamie Bluma's so severed finger. Sterile. Fuck. Fuck. Up a little Hold bit. it up. Okay, where we got? And then a little bit. There Where's you go. Where is this? Right? And now right roll, roll that so thing around. Can, it's in there. I don't the necessarily. Fuck? Why want is it so pale? It's been in there. Because for, there's no fucking there's blood, blood in there. there fucking Where's all the blood, Bluma? So you can, can you see right there? That is the actual nail. I mean, we. Can, I don't really want to get. No, let's stink. not get it out. Yeah. It may stink. Do you have you taken it out and handled it? In, in no, the, well, the pictures that I showed you last week. Yeah, that's why. Well, how long has that been though? Oh, it's been a while. But lately, have you had it? No, I haven't actually taken it out. Because I feel like that would be a but hell of a bar trick. You make the oh, look at my you're finger. You're gonna oh. encase this. That's so. The plan. I, so uh, Ezekiel Crozier, I told him I'd give him some love today. Zeke, uh, what up, Zeke? Zeke Crozier does. Uh, Did you get a good shot of that on the camera? Because I feel like we should show that again. He got it. Ben's yeah, yeah, making a face. Zeke makes art out of bottle caps. So his mm-hmm. his. His company that does amazing work is handicapping. But by the way, hold on, okay. I gotta tell people if you're if you're if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple <laughs> Music, whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts, you ain't fucking getting it. You gotta you go. You're not to getting the full experience. You can see the video. You gotta go to YouTube, like and subscribe, and just see the finger. this fucking finger. It's we're not kidding. 
Shaking it in the mic. It doesn't, it doesn't make doesn't noise because it's try. rubbery. Well, it, well, it, it did when I was on the way here because it's frozen. So it was like an ice it's cube in thawing there. Thawing out. And is now it is thawing out. So this is the process. As, so is um, it handicapped? Is that what, handicapping. Handicapping. Okay. Right. Um, so he, he makes, makes art, art out of bottle caps bottle or caps. fingers. Not fingers, no. So he's been doing stuff with me for Red, White, and Bluma. He makes a flag every year for Bluma Palooza. You've met him. Sure. Uh, he's a vet, and, and, and he's got a great story as well. So he and I talked last year about he works with acrylic all the time mm-hmm. because of the you know the flags and stuff that he makes and the art. And he yeah, said, he hey, let's uh, – I said, I got an idea. I said, remember when you were a kid and you were reading in the back of comic books and you could get ice cubes that had right, a fly yeah. in them? Yeah, sure. You know, and all that stuff. I said, well, I, I got one. to thinking that I could get – my finger and put it in like uh, would be a pseudo ice cube so maybe somebody's like a, having a whiskey yeah. one night and you know the big cool thing now is the either big round yeah, ice cube ones. or the big square big one i said can is there any way that we can do that in clear see-through acrylic and he's absolutely we just got to order a mold i mean then yeah we, so he said the process that you have to go through is you have to thaw that thing out. It has to be dry. Right. It can't be wet while it's in there. And dry so, that finger. Of course, Emily says, well, you're doing that in the basement. Does she yeah. so like let's, in the back room. Let's halt right there, Emily. I do a lot of things around the house that irritate my wife. And she, she questions, like, why are you doing this? How does Emily feel about this finger? And where we're headed with this? Is she on board? Does she does she not want you to? Does she would does she want this finger to go away? Like how does she feel about this? When I'll backstory a little bit. I don't think she even believed that it was really in my freezer when we first started dating. I mean, who and did? Then, and then it was, and she's like, "Well, that's gross." Right. And you I met said, her post accident. Be, be careful of tater tot night at the house. Oh shit! You know, because it's similar in size and shape of a tater. But you tot. keep it in this little. So I keep deal. it in this thing yeah. in a in a metal thing in the freezer. So in the it's garage away, in the freezer okay. in the garage. We're, we're Freezer. So it's okay. the beer fridge, yeah, you know, yeah, okay. beer fridge freezer in the garage. In the so finger freezer. It is. Actually, it also has a f- bait fish that I use when I go fishing. Okay, so this is a sticky so freezer. Is, yeah. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't want you to do this, but I bet that could catch a hell of a fish. Well, that's that was the That'd thing. A lot bait. of people have said, well, why do you still have that? I said, maybe I'll use it to go catfishing. Don't you think that in would get a river? That might oh, be a, a, a record catfish. Could be. In Put the a little spinner on it. Could be. So I've chosen not to do that because <laughs> oh, now we're going with the acrylic right. globe. So we're going into circular acrylic mold. And then if you make that into one big enough to be like for an old-fashioned or something, that's Perfect. nice. But then you could also take it out and just have it for fashion. a paperweight on your desk. Yeah. I mean, you know, similar like a, to a snow globe, but not with snow yeah, it's in a, it. It's a keepsake. It's something that people... Want to talk put, it, about. put it on the conversation, Christmas tree. Conversation, yeah. piece. conversation yeah. piece, if you will. So, what the fuck's on your desk here, Bluma? Well, that's my finger. Let me tell you a story. Yeah. So, sit <laughs> down for a minute. Yes. So, that's the next plan, and it has begun today because this is the first time in the 11 years or whenever it happened that it's going to be thawed out. Yes. So, I will, when I go back home, I will go into the basement storage area in the bottom so of the it house, dries. and I'll set it out on a you know here's something. A, here's another plate, idea. Out, some sort outside, uh, okay. outside the box to incorporate one of our sponsors, CBD American Shaman. If I was able to get some of the flowery product there, could we some way somehow fashion this into a, uh, something I could smoke something out of this finger? You, <laughs> you know, put a little it, bit of you know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you know, like a like a pipe. Or I don't a know what you're even talking like about. I don't understand. <laughs> CBD American Shaman has product. What? Whatever. Oh, you like smoke. a vape right. pen or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know something, whatever. <laughs> that is right? beyond my expertise, but I mean, I know Jamie as well, and right. we'll, we'll speak with him. Jamie, could you possibly? <laughs> could you? Would you? There's I'll always send it to him and there. see what we can do. So, so uh, Zeke, thank you for helping. Check out Handicap. Does Zeke want to do this, or are you pressuring oh, him? Zeke no, I think Zeke's all in. He's an artist. 
Well, he said this morning, he goes, is it going to smell? And I said, that's a, I don't know. For a little bit. I have but no idea. Once you put it in the acrylic, it won't smell. I feel like well, it's, no, no, no. I think, well, I don't know what to do because I have to get it out of this at some point. So well, it yeah, it's it going, that's going to smell. It has to smell. For a little while, but then it'll stop smelling. Yeah, it's not going to smell. There's not a long. lot of flesh there. This isn't no. a whole, whole body. I mean, it's, it's just a little bit of a finger. Yeah. Uh, a nub. Just the tip. So oh, I don't. No, 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 no. Ben wants us to take it out now to see what it smells no, like. Fuck not. that. No, no, Ben. This, that, that, this, and the, here's okay, the we'll bring it in there and you tell it. No matter what I, you I do. I will end this fucking episode right now if you pick that here's finger Here's the deal out with YouTube. There. You can't fucking smell it on YouTube. So well, we, we can and I don't need it. We've done enough of that tasting shit the last few days on stuff. So <laughs> we left you. How was the after effects of the bomb? I had a rough uh, bowel movement this yeah, morning. Got yeah. a little hot. But we ate some hot wings. People don't know about that. I was a real red ass. So I I'm can't gonna, do that stuff. I'd we shit, left you in the major fire. leagues uh, at, after episode one. You milked a cow, but you had not played yet in the major leagues. I had not. Okay, so how many days were you on the major league roster well, before you really you wanted him to pitched? milk this story for all this? We're going to milk it. Oh, boy. How many days uh, before was, you pitched? Because your debut was in day. California. That was so, that day. So you milked, the, you milked and this is... <laughs> this is all the same you, day. You didn't win that contest, did you? I did not. No, the cow kicked over the bucket, spilled milk all over the place. So mm. you, you come Shit. in, I and mean, you've told this story before, and we've been with this, but your very first batter you faced is whom? Can I set it up? Yes. How this happened. So, so, so this, is, this all happened the same day. Flew in from Indianapolis, drug my luggage across the deal, meet with Bob Boone about this whole snafu. We don't know if a, you're in or out. I don't know Bip shit. Bip is alive or Bip, not. Bip yeah. goes on the deal. So now at least I know I'm active. So, I'm, so now I'm down the bullpen. Jose Rosado. You guys remember right. Jose Rosado? Did they give you a jersey? You get to take your jersey? Or this, they already had one for me. 46. I was number 46. Okay, so That's it. Boom. You didn't you're have going. to fight anyone for 46. That's not did a not. How was How was Bob Boone? Was he... He's Bob like, Boone. I mean, it was like, my it was, first time in the big leagues. Bob Boone was great. I mean, you never, you'd never been to major shit. league camp, so you didn't even know the guy. Shit, no. no was I this knew your first time you met him? I knew Aaron. Right. I right. played against Aaron. was at SC. He's a year younger than me, so I played okay. against Aaron all the way through. We played so together in Alaska. And you're in. You've got your jersey. You've met with Bob Boone. You've milked this fucking You're active. Cow. Okay, right. boom. First day in the big leagues. Am I going to pitch? I don't have any You go to the bullpen? You sit on the bench. Go to the right field and sit in the bullpen. But you know anybody in the bullpen? Uh, I mean, obviously Jeff Montgomery's in the bullpen, but I didn't but know him you didn't well. Know, but you didn't know any. Uh, right. Mike Magnante, who had probably been up and down a little bit. Lito Pachardo. I mean, some guys that had been yeah. in Omaha. And did anyone greet you? Like, who did you go out there? Did anyone warm up to you? Were they nice? Did you, did uh, Chris Haney you... was good. He wasn't a reliever at the time. He was a starter. Right. We, we had kind of bonded over a little bit of country music stuff back then, so I at least knew him. And I mean, we had Gubaza and Belcher. We had some awesome veterans that mm-hmm. were like, "Hey, man, welcome. You know, good." Was anyone, I don't know uh, about Julio Valera and Tim Pugh, whose spot I was taking, or Bip, right. or was, was anybody an ass? No, not an asshole. Not no. at all. Not, nothing? No. Nobody? Uh-uh. Not day one. No, because I was the guy that, that I listened. You know, I learned from all the – we had a ton of talent. You weren't some State. hot shot showing and up And I don't there. run my mouth and all that stuff, man. Observe, listen, you know, understand so what's going on. So it's a Friday night, big so, crowd. You're sitting out there in the bullpen. Sitting out in the bullpen. Jose Rosado started. Um, it's the bottom of the fifth inning, and – there's a pop up by the by the our dugout and Rosado, who was a great athlete mm-hmm. and a pitcher, always don't go hand in right. hand, right? It does in your case. It, well, somewhat. <laughs> um, he ended up running over to the dugout and actually caught the pop up, but then fell into the dugout. Oh, it was shit. the third out of the inning, kind of tweaked his knee. Where are I don't the even know if you remember watching that game. On the dugout, he was probably him. faster than whoever was playing. So he pulled a, he, he pulled a Mondesi. So he Mondesi <laughs> right. it and fell Mondi. into the dugout. Hey, phone ring, phone rings in the dugout in the uh, bullpen. Bloom, you got the you got bottom of six. You guys are up. Boom, done. Okay, yeah. right there. Yeah. Yep. You get that phone call. What? What? Are you you like, couldn't shove a grease needle up my ass. I'm telling you. <laughs> 
Hot Nervous buttered. as You couldn't fuck. put a hot oh, buttered BB up my shit. butthole, man. Like, Have you tried to do that in the past? It man. Like that. You said that so, quick. I don't know. You, actually, the great thing was... But you've got a whole didn't really have happening time. to warm up here, right? Because now which the Royals going to hit which could be seven pitches. Right. Again, can you <laughs> please, throughout this podcast, give some more... Some country sayings. Those like are that. Oklahoma like colloquialisms. That's what I want to this hear. Is, my middle. dad grew up not far from Let me give you another one. Ready? Couldn't yeah. shove a buttered thermometer. Yeah. That's a tight ass. That's a tight ass. Right my dad there. used to a buttered say, thermometer. Uh, uh-huh. Have you ever heard, uh, that's funny as a puppy chewing caramels? That's a that's an Oklahoma one. Oh, that's what a the, good one. Or I've seen what the fuck I've was seen that? two goat ropings and an elephant fucking, and I ain't never seen nothing like that. I'm, I'm hotter hey, than whoa, 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 two rats. I'm hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock. Okay, I've heard that that's one. That's a good one. That's okay, yeah. that, that 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 was Ichiro. Ichiro. I'm hungrier than a bitch wolf with nine sucking pups. Eustace that's a solid one right there. What you say? Tits on a boar. What did you say though about my elephants dad? Say again. The two goat ropings and an elephant fucking, and I ain't never seen nothing like that. Has your dad really? been to an elephant fucking it's what do you say we we did a whole thing once we watched I think, the donkeys in mexico but i haven't uh, seen an elephant it's a different right. show. yeah that is my dad uh he's from <laughs> oklahoma there's some th- sayings what, what town is your father that's cleveland was where he's <clears throat> oh yeah yeah that's where he's born yes so anyway my, you're my, out there my college up. roommate was from cleveland missouri how's so. your warm-ups Jim Clutter, what up how's your warm-ups are you are you good you're nervous you fucking nervous. Oh, man, it's just to throw as many as you can in the shortest period yeah. of time because you, if we have you, a five pitch inning i got a couple are minutes. you sailing them into the crowd well, I think, or you i mean i don't think you so. felt good yeah it was right. good and so you, the great thing was i didn't really have time to think about anything right. who was like, you gotta be up, ready remember who was well, who's the catcher uh, bill soby was ah uh, soby was our bullpen catcher at home uh who was backup catcher uh, probably maybe Fasano at the time because oh, we had like McFarlane, that. Fasano, and Sweeney. Sweeney had started That's that a game. Fucking loaded depth yeah. charting. So you, I you, uh, I'd have to actually go look at the roster. Royals to see make it out. Do you jog? Do you sprint? What do you do? How do you get to the mound? You run to the mound. Jog, jog, you jog so the mound. You got the six, jogging in. You make it. You're throwing it in there, right? Who steps up get the plate? Get your eight pitches in. Uh, first batter, uh, Rex Hudler. Okay. So and how does this Rex go? Hudler. Rex now, Hudler. Now, color commentator for your Kansas City Royals is the first major league hitter you face. First, first guy and uh, ball one. Uh huh. Fastball ball or strike one. Fastball. Yeah. So one and one count. Another sinker gone. Four hundred and thirty-seven <laughs> feet. <laughs> left left center. I remember hearing it over the loudspeaker. Like did they announced the distance this back is- then, and like. Son of a bitch. Like, Hud man took your yeah, fucking this wasn't, sinker. This and wasn't, he's never reminded you of this well, at this, all, ever? This not Babe Ruth hitting a home run <laughs> off me. He's talked about is, it on the air. Oh, 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 yeah. Rex, we, it comes up two or three times during the broadcast. Do you think right he remembers it? I, oh, he fucking So I'll it. tell you another story. He didn't hit that many home runs in his life. He remembers Correct. all of his home now, runs. Now, I, I probably should have chewed my arm off at that point, but, I mean... What are you going to do? And selfishly, every time any Royals pitcher makes his major league debut, I just want to get off the hook, dude. Right. Someone else, please <laughs> just give, give up a solo home run. Home run. Just I, got give up a home run. I got it here. I got. I got. I got yeah. the actual uh, box score pitching lines. Okay, so Rosado went five innings, three hits, no runs, one walk, seven Ks. You came in and pitched one inning, gave up three hits, one run, yep. and the, the home run. You got through it. And then uh, Magnante came in and gave up a couple of runs. You guys uh, win the game. It's all good. Rick, Rick Huseman walked. Yeah, Rick uh, Huseman, still a Rick good Heisman. friend of mine. And then uh, Jeff Montgomery got his 22nd save that nice. night. The opposing pitcher was Mark Langston. Mm-hmm. Troy Percival also pitched. And I'm just going to tell you real quick that some of the, the, the lineup that uh, you, you faced besides. There's 34,000 uh, people in the game. It's a big night. Big Friday right, night. This is, Hudler led off. 
Gary DeSarcina, Chili Davis, Jim Edmonds, <laughs> Tim Salmon, Randy Velarde, Garrett Anderson, JT Snow, and Todd Green. That's a fine lineup right there. So Chili got me too uh, on a Charlie Browner right back up the middle. But I didn't give up another run. Right, I mean, yeah. I gave up two other hits, but, but I didn't you got get out another run. And I got you out did again. your job. So, well, and then subsequently ended up playing with Chili over here. So you That's feel good. Uh, you guys win the game. What's what's post game like? Did you call the folks? You, what do you do? Didn't have cell phones at the time, you so didn't, you don't no, even you couldn't get go to the clubhouse phone and get, do anything. Uh, no. Was this I mean, your first ever five star hotel? How'd you get back? Did you cab back? Did you no, bus? we ended up what going you? out that night. So I went right. out with the guys and we went to a country bar. And I remember I bought a cowboy hat at the bar. Joe Vitiello, myself, and uh, <laughs> you bought, a bunch of guys bought a cowboy, black hat, cowboy hat because that fits real nice in your luggage. It's a private plane, dude. You don't right. need to let me in. You can oh, carry see. it on. He was already major league at this point. I said, I'm getting on the fuck these so buses. This, I'm getting on a fucking private got plane. Got this 10X fucking felt black cowboy hat. How whatever bar was. Oh, probably 100 bucks, 200 okay, bucks. Yeah. He's just fucking throwing like, money around. Was, right was it a Stetson? Uh, I still yeah, have it. Man. It might not have been a Stetson. It's probably a knockoff something. That so tell me this. These are the things I love that people don't know much about baseball. All right? So now this is your first ever major league baseball trip. You're on the road. You guys stay in Anaheim for the week, and then you're going to go to Seattle after that. Yep. They hand you, you get a fucking, <laughs> they hand you a, an envelope with cash money in it for your per diem. Ten days of meal money. You get, and now this is like, this is probably like the biggest wad of cash you've had this in your life. This is more than my paycheck had been in Omaha for the two weeks previous. Fucking meal money. Yeah, 750 bucks. You catch the beginning of a yeah, road trip. Yeah, and you're like, 10 day road trip. So Davy gives you a fucking envelope. It's cash well, money. Well, Davy, it was. Uh, who, was the, who was the travel secretary back then? Oh, Witty? Witty? man. Yeah, Dave Witty. Yeah, he you got it. You Nailed this, it. He, Dave Whitty. Boom! He yeah. hands you this money, and now you're like, I'm buying fucking cowboy hats Some every bitch. night. Yeah, I'm, yeah, beer's on me. It's <laughs> a good Dirk Bentley song. So I, Well, and that, that was a great thing, too, was I had, like I said earlier, there's so many vets on the team, and you know, they, they put their arm around me. It's like, all right, man, congratulations. You know, bust your cherry. Let's go. Let's go out tonight and all that stuff. So, so you did that. Did. So you spend the time there. You yep. go up to Seattle. It's like a hell of a night. Whoa. So this is your first time ever on a charter plane? Oh, no doubt. So you yeah. get on the char- you walk uh, in, it's like yeah, we didn't charter at, at Wichita State ever. I mean, we, right. So we you get crazy. on, the, and they're just like you got your little bag. You on the plane? Fuck. What, what's the plane like? What's your first plane ride like? Uh, Beers. So you got it. Well, you card got card games. Kind of, you get the card games for yeah. sure. So we we played a, a game called uh, Boo Ray. Mm-hmm. If you ever played Boo Ray? Yeah, but explain it to us. Yeah. Uh, everybody gets five cards. You turn one of the five over. Whoever's dealing, that's Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go, whoever many is playing, if, you're like the, if you win the majority something. of the tricks, then right. you win the pot. Right. Everybody puts in a dollar to start with. So you're playing this if thing the with only some guys with you, some dough. Are you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not the one with dough, so you yeah. kind of got to be smart about who you're playing with. I mean, don't play with the <laughs> dude with the most money on the team. So it's rookies, probably Rick Heisman and right, I, right. And, you know, Magnate, because he was actually a math major at Stanford. Oh, so he yeah, was like, don't trying, play, don't trying play to help me out Well, trying to help me out a little bit, you know. So yeah, so that's it. And you can eat whatever you want and have as many beers as you want and do all that stuff. Like, this is awesome. Then you get to the fancy right? hotel. This yeah, is no the longer fan- the fucking... And I'm so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you're used to grabbing your own luggage and taking... Nope, just no, sit no, no, there. No, They'll no. get, they get somebody in, to do that. Walk in, the keys at the table. Get your own room. Well, at that time, we didn't get your own room. Um, Who'd you room with? Uh, Granger, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff Granger. That's Texas Seattle A&M. Yeah, first round, round pick. Mm-hmm. And he and I played together in Omaha. So I went to his uh, major league debut yeah. with high expectations. Yeah, he actually beat KU at the College World Series. Played some football. Had a boy Jeff Green, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah his quarterback. Yeah. So you go up to Seattle, and now you're like, all right, now you pitched a couple of times in Anaheim, right? Did you I don't pitch even remember? Once? I have to go back. And look. I think yeah, you I pitched think right twice. Now. I looked uh, it up. Once, twice. Okay. So I look up in Seattle, and in your first appearance, in Seattle, you faced in order A. Rod Griffey and Edgar Martinez, three Hall of Famers. Right. Do you remember this at all? 
Uh, uh, Griffey, I do uh-huh. more than anything, and and, and because Griffey was this was fucking Griffey right now. This ain't, this ain't, well, A Rod was pretty fresh. A Rod was a kid, right? He was he was like second year, and he's probably like nineteen or something, right? But Griffey was this was the fucking the dude. The, they had a good dude. team, man. They had Buner and Fuck yeah. I mean, I just so, named three Hall of Famers in a row. I uh, I remember standing on the mound in the you know I was in the windup and. Was this Kingdom? I, I looked at this Kingdom. Was, yeah, yeah, they Kingdom. had not built the place yet. Um, and, and I was an avid baseball card collector when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So, Upper Deck, 1989, the, card, number the, one, card number one, Griffey. Ken Griffey Jr. You got that, though. So, I'm on the mound. Just the headshot. And yeah. I'm like, huh, shit. <laughs> there he is. Ah, step off. So, I stepped, stepped off. Like, man, it's Ken Griffey Jr., card number one, 89 <laughs> Upper Deck. Let's With go. Head, and you had already been well, told. Well, he was batting. He was already batting. Well, yeah, I already you'd, already, told, you'd already been told to turn find your, your fucking, fucking hat around. Yeah, find your face. Because Ken Griffey earned the right to have his hat Yes, so that was it. I think he grounded out short. You got him out. Fuck this guy. I couldn't get... Joey Cora out. It seemed like uh, Joey lineup, Cora but, was was something. But uh, yeah, so that was my kind of oh shit moment. The only one really mm-hmm. where I was like, oh man, that's a big deal. So you're in the league for about a week, and then you start getting save situations. That had Monty so Monty got, got hurt? hurt in Detroit. Okay, we were on a road trip in Detroit, um, and he blew a save I think in the late in the innings, and I ended up having to come in and throw a couple. And this extra was shoulder for him. Shoulder right? for him. Yeah. Right. So he he DLs, and so. At the time, I think we was kind of going to just be closer by committee or whoever, right. and I'm the one that got the opportunities at the end of '96. So September 10th, September 11th, September 16th, 17th, and 20th, five consecutive outings, all saves, one, two, three, four, five, before your final appearance of the year. So you had five straight outings that resulted in saves, and then your last appearance was September 27th. You went a week. Uh, and you face Cleveland again. <laughs> now let me ask gave you. Gave up my it, second home run that game. Here's a trivia question: Who was the last batter you faced that year? Uh, Kevin Seitzer. Kevin Seitzer. I do. Know Let's that. bring it all fucking full yeah, circle. That crazy. And, yeah. But but you go out there. I'll tell you who I gave up my other home run to. I, and I didn't never recognize this person. Yeah. Nigel Wilson. Nigel. Wilson. So he was the second oh, yeah. pick in the expansion draft. Okay. You know, behind David Need. N I E D. He was a pitcher, wasn't yeah. he? Was Need a pitcher? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, from Atlanta to uh, Colorado, and then yeah. the Marlins took Nigel Wilson second. So, and I had just faced Nigel a bunch of times in Buffalo, and God, I could get in on him and paint on the inside corner, and he and I did not. How paint. are you health wise after this stretch of getting up? Because you had. 25, 26 saves in Omaha. Good. Now you're up here, and you get these save situations, and your health is good. And Great. you feel that the season's over now. And now how are you feeling? Well, I'll tell you one story. So the last outing, I ended up giving the home run up to Nigel Wilson, and we come out. And it was straightaway center when there used to be a grass berm behind the wall up there this before was the, the scoreboard. The new Jacobs Field? No, no, no. This uh, That last outing that I gave up the home run was here. Here. Okay, it was, it was here. here. Okay, here. Um and so I gave up that home run to Nigel, and it was a mm-hmm. bomb straightaway center. And the next day we're out doing pregame stretch, and the ball's still sitting in the grass. They hadn't picked it up. Yeah, hey, Belcher said, I'm tired of looking at that shit. <laughs> right. It made me go get it. So I had to, I had to go figure out from the ground through how to, <laughs> how get, out, get, how to get out there. And so I ended up getting the ball off the off the berm out there. So that's, that's a funny story. I did get a save at the Jake in the middle of their sellout streak. Right. And that team, that's that team Manny, was loaded, too. Shit, man. Fucking all those guys. Yeah. Brian Giles mm-hmm. and Tomei and Lofton, Lofton, everybody. Yeah. So and team. it was crazy there because they had sold out all know, of the games three or four years in a row or right. something. You can see it; it's still on there. And they uh, they had been to the World Series the year before yep. and lost. Shit. So this was fucking the real that lineup deal. was good. Yeah. Lofton, Seitzer, Tomei, 
Bell, Franco, Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez, Bat, like six. Sandy Alomar, Jeff Kent, <laughs> Omar Vizquel. A lot of people yeah. don't realize Jeff Kent was on that team. Yeah. You know? He, he was, that's where he uh, it ended do, up. Do you remember after. who got the win in that game? That Your last save, your fifth save. Brian Bevel. That's right. Ha! Boom! Brian Bevel. Now a Bevel. policeman in Texas. Oh, really? Yes. So, season's over. Now what do you do? Season's over? Um... So the first thing that happens, and I didn't know anything about any of this, is uh, they tell me that, hey, normally at the end of the year, the next day, a whole group of us gets on a bus, and we go play in this Royals for Rainbows golf tournament in Wichita. Oh, hey, wow. Yeah, I've never been to well, Wichita. I'm heading that way. There you go. So that's when I met Brian McRae, mm-hmm. and uh, he had just been playing for the Cubs, so he came back right, and was on was the bus gone. with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Lee Elwerk and Associates, a guy that I knew. It's a funny thing about this golf tournament. I had loaded clubs. For the Royals guys, two years previous, as a as a, as a Wichita State as shocker, a, as a I, I guy. Just, I yeah. want to ask you something before we get to the off season. Was there, you know, because because Monty was was hurt. Yep. You come in and you do very well as a closer, mm-hmm. and you were viewed. I mean, you were you. That's what you were. That right? was kind of my job to lose the next spring. That's what I'm asking you. So, yeah. what, like, what's what's the mindset? What's going on? Are you thinking, okay, I've proven myself. Now maybe I'm the guy. This is this is going to be me. Is it, or, 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 or just you're filling in for Monty and he's, he's going to be the guy. Well, I mean, at some point, Monty's going to be back. I mean, right. depending on what. At that point, I don't even he know if he had surgery had, then. He, so he ended up yeah. having, yeah, he ended up having so, surgery. Shoulder surgery is fun, Stephen. No, it's not. Well, <laughs> then the irony is later on when I get hurt, and we can talk about that a sec. Monty and I had, ended up having almost the exact same surgery full right. labrum tear, you know, rotator cuff, all that. Our surgeries were very, very So very when did similar. that happen for you? When so the, the next happened? spring. Well, so did you I have a Wichita story before on the, on the bus? Did anything happen there before we move on from that? Oh, that? it was just shenanigans down at Teradyne, down in Wichita, you right. know, and get to see some new dudes. And then, you know, to walk in and see the guys that are not loading my clubs yeah, or my like, teammates. Hey, so right. Forget my clubs, bitch. But that had to <laughs> be. You know, just honestly, being funny because, I mean, I, those, are, those are my teammates, yeah. you know. And that had the to be. irony of. You, you know, kept going. In Wichita brings you back all the time. You're just keeping yeah, sucked back in Wichita. Well, I mean, that's where I was heading back to anyway. Yeah. But I didn't know they did this but, golf I mean, tournament the, and all that stuff. They moved the minor league team to Wichita. The golf tournaments in Wichita. You just keep getting but, drawn I mean, back this to is, Wichita. Th- that's got to be like a triumphant return for you. Here you are. Two years later. Yeah. Returning as a member of the Royals right. to play in this fucking golf tournament. Awesome. That had to be a very satisfying. A satisfying. It was it was awesome. I mean that you couldn't even make those kind of things up. And with everything that had happened from the day I signed until then, with Ken Gonzalez passing mm-hmm. away and then just blasting through the minor leagues. I mean, I knew how it works. It, it doesn't go that fast. Here I am. Uh, I had just seen Darren Dreifert. He he made the Dodgers team the next spring with no minor league time. Yeah, which is even crazier. Ninety nine percent of the time that doesn't happen. So I knew I was fortunate. Uh, to be able to get the opportunity to go through the organization that fast because there weren't a ton of closers within. And fortunately enough for me, I pitched good, mm-hmm. and it happened that fast. So, you know, to be able to go back there and, and man, you'd f- feel like a million bucks, of course. And so, but, hey, off season now, keep training, doing everything that you do, be ready for spring training and all that stuff, and I was. And so I went back to spring training the next year, first time in Big Baseball League Camp. Baseball City. Yeah, first time yeah. in Big League Camp. Uh, but I'm comfortable. Had a you know very successful year, the year before. Uh, Monty's going to be rehabbing. You know, we'll, it'll be either me or Bevel or Heisman or whoever's going to close. I mean, I, I wasn't a de facto. I mean, I think more of the hype was I'm going to be the guy. Right. Uh, but I didn't really look at it like that. I mean, I go out and help contribute because, as we all know, 
any innings in the big leagues are better than any inning in AAA. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what I'm doing if I'm a middle guy or I'm a you know closing or whatever. Uh, and so spring training goes great, man. I threw good uh, all the way through spring training. I remember sit, sitting in Bob Boone's office. He's like, "Yep, you made the team. You're good. Uh, we're going to make a road trip. We're going to play an exhibition game at Coors Field." And then uh, we'll play two games there, and then we'll go to Baltimore, and we'll open the 97 season in Baltimore. Like, cool, I've never played at Camden Yards, obviously. That's awesome. So when we go to Colorado, uh, it was kind of a two exhibition games, and Coors Field hadn't even been opened yet. Obviously, the expansion draft had, had just happened. So this is the first Mile year for high, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. that day that – I mean, they're all, we're all kind of going to get our work in, so everybody's going to get some innings. It didn't really matter. Uh, we were just tuning up for opening day. So I think I came in and pitched a fifth inning. or I'm warming up in the bullpen, and my arm just didn't feel great. I mean, it was one of those things, maybe just tight, whatever, didn't but feel – But you'd been fine all awesome. of spring. Yeah, spring training had gone awesome. Yeah, so no, you no couldn't lose it up. Yeah, just couldn't get loose. Okay. You know, you have a weighted ball down there and try mm-hmm. to get loose. It's something just – and your arm's cranky sometimes anyway. Anyway, coming to the game, don't feel great. Uh, Vinny Castilla hits home run off me. Larry Walker hits a home run off me. I give up two solo jacks. Well, they were testing the fountains at Coors Field that day to make sure they were ready for opening day. And thank God I gave up two home runs. So they, they work. They could test the fountains, yeah. yeah. They work. So if you ever go to Coors Field, thank me. There you go. Yeah. Fountains work. Fountains work. Um, and – and I'm on the mound, and I'm 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 sure I'm visibly distraught because something feels out. I'm not a give up a home run guy. I'm a sinker ball guy. Right. Keep the ball down. I mean, just something wasn't good. But it wasn't just that you felt something. Yeah, just okay. didn't feel right. But then they see. Do they? Does someone pick up on? No, they don't. So I come into the dugout, and Bruce Keeson was our pitching coach, and he he'd been my pitch coach here before, and I'm in the dugout, and I, I'm I'm in a fog, mm-hmm. like something's wrong. But I didn't immediately say, "Hey, something's wrong," and I'm just kind of sitting there in the dugout. And and Keeson's like, are you okay? And I'm like, you know what? No, no, I'm not. He's like, what are you? Were you gonna fucking say anything? And I'm like, to be honest with you, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go out there and try to gut it out again because that's, that's, that's what, what you do. And there was there was what you nothing do. before that. Nothing. No, not precursor. Nothing. That... Uh-uh. Had 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 a great spring. I mean, so I could probably you... go look back up and look up spring training numbers. Okay, obviously I pitched well enough to make the team again. So you tell them there's something wrong, and then then what happens? So uh, so they get somebody else up and has got to go back out and pitch the next inning or whatever because I think they're going to maybe send me out for a second inning. I'm not 100 percent sure. And and at that point, I feel like Bruce is mad at me because mm-hmm. I hadn't said anything, which I, I totally get that. Now there's there's but I don't even know. There's, the, the, there's you, a thousand things going on in my head right then. You need to have honesty and communication between these two things, but it's. It's it's not a two way street because if you tell them you're hurt, you're fucked. Right. Well, then and it's hard. Then you're a puss. You and a pussy, or you're just, fucked. Yeah, yeah. So, Such a we'll, young we'll player get, trying to make the team. Right, man. That's all I want to do is make the team. You know. Right. Come on. So, turns out this is the first time I ever get to fly first class because uh, Chili tweaked a hammy or something, mm-hmm. and so we all got to fly back to Kansas City to get MRIs. So I got to get an MRI. Chili's got to get an MRI. So you're George. not on the charter. They send you to yeah, Kansas so City. So it was to get actually it was it was Chili, George, and I. Fly first class back to Kansas George City. George just flies first class because he's George. That's what he does. Yes. George, George, fucking Brent. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm. So you go to Team Doc, or they send you a Team Doc? Yeah, Steve George, Team uh-huh. Doc at the time. So I ended up going to get a dye enhanced MRI orthogram. We talked about this. And Those fucking shit that hurt worse suck. than fucking surgery. Looking so back in your head now, you're like, God damn it, I'm about to go to Baltimore, right, and man. now I'm coming to Kansas and City. I'm, and what is wrong with this thing? And I'm thinking, hopefully, it's just not a big deal. I, I Rest, spend a time, yeah. two weeks, and, and so then they inject and you with this dye, and they manipulate yeah. your shoulders mm-hmm. so they can see. And the imaging, it's like you know, it's it fucking hurt. Yeah, it, it, I've, I've, I've had I've had the that exact the first thing. Time. 
yet how long when I had results it, then they fucking hit they went and hit a nerve and got <laughs> went too far in and you jumped and you you never want to hear the person that's injecting dye say sorry. oops oopsie yeah ooh missed I'm like what the fuck is oops yeah ooh, it's I hard got to get through all the muscle missed. on your so shoulder trem- at that time tremendous tremendous upper body strength <laughs> and so this happens uh, so get the results back. Uh, kind of inconclusive, you know. Don't we don't see any major tears or anything like that? So rehab. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so you I'll, stay here, or you go to? So Florida I'm on or? the road. So I'm. I'm. I'm you go to Baltimore. I do. I end okay. up getting back on the plane. I go to Baltimore, and I'll you know do my rehab with the big league club. But you're Schwartz on the DL at this point. On the DL. Yeah. You're, you're on relieved. the forty man. You're on the DL. You relieve because they didn't find anything. Right. Right. So at that point, Bad. I'm like, ah, oh, I mean, I'll rehab it for a couple weeks, and if everything feels good, then we'll go. And so you're it, still getting the per diems. So getting the per Fuck diem, yes. steal, now I'm stealing money as we laugh. I'm on the right. DL drinking list, so now I'm in the big leagues on the on the drinking list, just collecting money and time and the right. whole deal. I didn't think about that at right, the right. time, but now you. Know. I just want to get back on the field. So, so are you just throwing bullpens? What are you doing? So no, none, no bullpens Nothing. for a little while. You know, it's try to rehab. do strength and then the do a little rehab and then you play catch again and then you're feeling good. So I'll, I'll never forget. So we play the first uh, inter squad game in Pittsburgh. The Royals do, and I'm going to throw. Uh, a bullpen that day, and if everything goes good when we go to Chicago the next day, I'm going to throw live BP, and then I'm going to go out on a rehab assignment. Okay. So it's going pretty good, feeling pretty good. And now This is 97. This is the first year of interleague. It's 97. So I still have the poster. I wish I'd taken a picture of it and show you because we played Pittsburgh. Hey, you brought the finger. Pitts- that's, well, you, did, you did good. That's, that's equally as fun. <laughs> um, so I, I throw the bullpen in Pittsburgh. Man, everything goes pretty good. Bullpen there. Feeling okay? Yeah, feeling good. Like, all right, man, we'll get to Chicago, play catch tomorrow if everything's good, live BP. And so we finished the Pittsburgh series. We go to Chicago. I can't even fucking play catch the next day. Oof. It hurts so bad. Like, okay. what, in the, what in the fuck? Because so my bullpen in Pittsburgh was I like, mean, you were throwing, I'm pretty good. You know, everybody's like, there, monitor. And then, the, and then two days later, the next day in Chicago, like, I'm like. Dead what? arm. Just, fucking just like before you, before you threw batting practice, right? So you throw the bullpen. Yep. You feel good. Yep. Later on that night, you're fine. You don't feel and when you wake up the next day, does it feel anything? Doesn't feel terrible. But so not until you actually throw that you've noticed that something's wrong. Yeah, it's bad. So now I'm. And you and, can't even throw? Like, so what, what's this, going on? Yeah, I can't. I'm barely getting it to the guy. Okay. Like, playing catch, it's hard. Like, what the fuck is going on? But now here? What, like, you got to go tell him, hey, I'm fucked. Or well, they, they see tell. that. I mean, yeah. they could tell. Now, you know, now it's like, man, are you just milking this shit and trying to stay in the big leagues and be, don't be a pussy? And like, man, that's not me, dude. Yeah, that's right. not. And then you got Keeson, who's the totally most old school dude. Like, I pitched with a hole in my rotator cuff right. for fucking 15 years. And like, okay, dude, yeah. I and get you, it. This is the last get thing it. you want to fuck No, deal man. That's, I'd right. rather, if I'm not good enough to be here, get me the fuck out of here, you know? Right. But so now. So you got to get another, so now I don't, another MRI or what? So that was the whole case was now what do we do? I mean, obviously something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So the decision was, do we do another MRI or do we just go in there? Mm-hmm. You know? And so the, the choice going back, you know, in my mind's eye, maybe I should have gone to get a second opinion from Frank Job, right. or Somebody. you know, at the time you're you, you're listening to your team, sure. you know, you're I'm a yes. I'm a rookie guy, so you know, I didn't make whatever the team wants is the best you're, idea. You're a team so who guy makes too. the de- who makes the decision? You said it was a collective th- decision between the coaching, st- you know, obviously the pitching coach, the coach, the, and you, the you trainer. Said, Let's open me up and see. What's I'm like up? something's wrong. Guys. But that's like, what I'm they not, tell you. I'm not fucking faking this, right? Yeah. You know, so I'm sure. So anyway, that's what we do. So you it come was back July. To City? So it's July. Yeah. Yep. And I and I go and I have a full flap labrum tear mm-hmm. so what had been happened so what happened with the orthogram that flap 
just laid flat and they couldn't see that I had a full tear, okay. you okay. know? And so when I would throw, that flap would get stuck in the joint. Ouch. The part, and right. so that's why, you know, one day I'm fine. And it's then, they, then it's not in there. Then the next day, and it's like I can't it's play like a catch. for people. It's it's like a toilet seat. It I have the video. Of like it. I had yeah. a video of the surgery. I don't know where that you is. You got all right? kinds of weird body shit. Man. Yeah, well, I don't. Videos uh, of this. You got fingers you carry. I around? kept it because I knew uh, a, a gal that was going through Cleveland Chiropractic College, and and that was a thing. You could look at it. Yeah, I mean, it's a was, real visual. I mean, that's a long time ago. So yeah. mm-hmm. it, it was, and so that was it. So part of me was like. Relieved, See? you know. Yeah, man, I wasn't faking it. Um, so I got so I'm now I rehab. So now I had shoulder surgery, same surgery that Jeff Montgomery had. So he's in the middle of going through rehab. Okay, so what did they do? Seven. So what they do is they go in and they they just shave down, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the the damaged parts are and take it out. And uh, they actually shaved off the tip of my acromion. It's the bone, uh, you know, on the tip of your shoulder there. And you know maybe a little bone sprung there, and just check it out. So, so then it you're like, you're so, like, yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm in it. But the next day, I mean, they have you doing range of motion right. stuff, you know, just mm-hmm. to to start the process of it. But see, I, I had two anchors, but they didn't so do I didn't that. Have any anchors, that's nope. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, so no anchors. What, so that's no. what's kept you out of baseball. Absolutely. It, but you know what? Anchors. It, it keeps me grounded. <laughs> and so then what? Well, here's one of the least. My least. I said this yesterday at work too. One of my least favorite things ever is minor surgery. Like yeah, there's no minor. There, no, there's no such thing. I mean, right. go, that's exactly right. So for me right. to equate shoulder surgery versus Tommy John and shoulder surgery, something's amiss, and they have to go take out those broken parts, mm-hmm. remove them, be it a flap tear or skin or whatever that mm-hmm. is, muscle, lig- take it out. And then your body has to heal up. Mm-hmm. Tommy John, they're going to go put in there something better than you had to start right. with. They take something you know, out. They're going to take another in. six million dollar there. man. Yeah, that, that that's a completely different surgery. So the success rate of shoulder surgery versus Tommy John surgery is completely different because some guys come back, some guys don't. You healing, know, there's healing. just no right. So man, I did all the rehab. I so are do, you doing this in Kansas City, the rehab, or where do you go? So I'm here, yeah. So I'm not even going on the road. So you're going to the ballpark? No, nope, I'm with Paul it? McGannon. Uh-huh. You know, Paul. Paul yep. was the rehab guy at that point. Because they there. didn't have facilities to rehab really at the stadium at that point. Right? Some, they but they didn't have a, the Cybex yeah. machine where mm-hmm. you got to do the shoulder strengthening stuff. That was all at, at what I can't even remember the place so I was going to. So you just went there and. So that's what fucking, I do every day. I go get my work in, I go run, I go shag. When the team's at home, I go, man, but you feel like a leper, you know? Yeah, you're So now Muse is. got old school, yeah, yeah. Well, and he's he hates DL dudes, and so somebody on some road trip that I had not been on, uh, some of the DL guys, and maybe it was Dilson Torres, if you remember that name, Dilson Torres. uh, Can't spell DL without Dilson or Mm -hmm. Dilson without DL. So. I guess Muser had come in during the game, and like some of the dudes are just hanging out in the clubhouse, the eating spaghetti or doing? doing whatever. Like, yeah, so he loses his noodles, and so I go to the field the day after the. You know, I got to meet with the guys. Chris Haney, I think, was on the DL too. So he and I'd go fish at Apier's house, listen mm-hmm. to the games on the radio, and right. fish and do that and piola. Um, we get back off the road, and now rehab guys, DL guys, uh, you can't even stay in the dugout during the game. Get the fuck. So out that's of here. the deal. You're gonna get your shit done. Uh, once BP's over, get your shit, and you can either go watch in the stands or you can go fuck home. Right. Because mm-hmm. Muser was pissed at whoever was doing and that. And that wasn't you. Me. Right. No, okay. I didn't do that stuff. Well, so now you already feel like an outsider now to you're start really with. really isolated. Because you're hurt. And then, uh, so by that, that went on for the rest of the season. And then at the, I think the end of the year, uh, I got to a point where I could at least play catch. So, you know, I'm back on the road with the team at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once again. Are you feeling. Are you feeling like you can still pitch in the major leagues at this point? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. it's so everything's going good. It wasn't a crazy – you know, I didn't have a full-blown 
go get a couple anchors right. in your shoulder. Had a little cleanup, yeah, had a little okay. rotator cleanup. But now little... you've lost your spot in the pecking order as being a major leaguer. you got to earn all that shit Yeah, because I didn't have enough time to be able to. I mean, Jeff Montgomery was going to come back and give a chance to go pitch in the minor leagues a little bit, and he's so right back they, in the big leagues because he's proved it. When you had this surgery, what what did, what was the prognosis? What are they, they? You should be out this long. Did they get? Was there a, a timetable? Well, that was you know with thing, to be ready for spring training the next, next year. Okay, you know, you're you know, toast finish, this year. Well, because it was already right. by this time, I yeah. had tried to rehab, yeah. and that didn't take. And then all that debacle happens with the you know Pittsburgh and then Chicago. But I didn't have surgery until July. Would you okay. have been better off? So. You think just having surgery right at the beginning. One hundred. Well, yes. I mean, I think because we could have gives you three months of time to. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, who knows if a, a different surgery by a different person would have had different results? I'll never know the answer to that question. So you go back to spring training in '98 now. So '98, I go back to spring training, and uh, I, you know, rehab. Man, my numbers are great. My strength is good. Everything based on what you do rehab wise, everything looks good. Now that's completely different than yeah. once you get out there and you feel it and you go throw and is it the same? And so I go back to big league camp. Probably rushed it back a little bit. Um, don't I'm not going to make the team anyway, and so and then I'm having a little trouble. So I end up getting sent down. I mean, you get I got an option, so I go you said start you, the season AAA. You said you rushed it back. Are you feeling pressure? Are you putting pressure on yourself? Like 100. I got to fucking get back. And yes. Did you? I mean, were your own, your own worst enemy there? Were, were they making you like like? I, it was a mutual thing. You or? Too much, too soon. Probably. Okay. I mean, I feel good. Maybe I didn't feel as good as I should have felt. Okay. Well, you want to feel good. You want to so, go pitch. I mean, and the numbers don't lie because, and so I'm a little bit short. I wasn't a hard. I wasn't a 95 guy anyway. I was a you know 89 to 92 sinker mm-hmm. slider guy. And not only was I probably you know now 86 to 88, and not as good a sink. And not as much that's bite on, on my stuff. Slider, so yeah. I've, you know, I've lost say ten percent. Well, that ten percent—that's everything. That's it's everything. That's so, so, I, so I get sent down, um, and so that starts the journey of me over the next three years. Of I go to Big League Camp '98, I go to Big League Camp in '99, I go to Big League Camp in 2000. I'll throw good for a couple weeks, then I'll pitch like shit, and then uh, I'll get—I'm not hurt now. I'm just not very good. Right. As good, you know, and that's, there's a huge fine line there between being able to compete at Triple A or Double A or against Major League. So I'm I'm a little short velocity wise. I'm a little short feel wise. But why is it just is don't it still a mystery? Yeah, just, I mean it's shoulder surgery. It's shoulder you just don't right? know, man. It, just like when you have a foot surgery or a knee surgery, just a little some bit guys, slower. Some or... guys come back and the knee never bothers. I have uh, patella tendon reconstruction. My left knee never bothers me. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. But my shoulder. My shoulder feels fine day in, day out now, it but when you've got to go compete at the right. major you league level. You can still pitch better than 99% of the people in the world. That ain't good enough. But that's not good enough <laughs> no, to be in the major know, league. That, so that, what's that it other like? 1% just took your job. So what about mentally now? You've been there. You've had success. You've, you've gotten saves against fucking right. major league, I mean, guys who end up going to the fucking Hall of Fame, right? Yep. You, you have that, and now you're like, fuck this sh- shoulder, but I don't have a choice. Gotta you want to keep chasing the dream. Mentally, what's it like to be in the minors after you've been in the majors? It's a roller coaster ride because I I don't. I mean, I pitch good like two games, and I pitch bad one game. So that's not good enough. I mean, your ERA is five. You can go look at my minor league numbers pre-surgery and then post-surgery; like they're awful. There was a stretch in Omaha in '99 that okay, man, or at the end of '98 or the end of I mean, I feel like I threw like 15 innings, pretty good. Thought I righted the ship. Get me back up there. And, and then, then the next bang. year I start in Omaha and I'm dog shit again. And I'm so I'm back and forth Omaha to Wichita. 
And I think I'm the only – I don't know, i have to check this sometime, but I may be the only player that pitched well enough in Omaha at the start of the year that I caught the College World Series road trip when you're on the road for 15 days right. and then pitched shitty enough to get sent down to Wichita and you catch the NBC tournament road trip. <laughs> so I was on the, <laughs> on the, road, I was on the road for an entire week. month. Yeah, so you actually got week. sent down to Wichita. Back and, and forth. So the funny story is, York. you know where York, Nebraska is? If you're going from Wichita to Omaha, you take a right at York, Nebraska. If you're going from Omaha to Wichita, you, you take a left. That's so there's a lot of rights and a lot of lefts. Right. So and, when they tell and you And to that, go back to Wichita and suck, sucked. Yeah. Because I'd had so much success there, and to go back there and just not... You know, now it's 2000. I'm back in Wichita. But you're not like 35 years old either, so you still want to play mm-hmm. professional baseball. Now, listen, this isn't nearly as much fun, right? Because right. uh, you're not getting the fat per diems. You're not on the private planes. The Major League Baseball checks are better than the others. Yep. And we talk so much about how minor league baseball players are abused salary-wise, like how much money you get there. How are you living like this? I was lucky because when you're in the big leagues – and and so I spent all of '97 in, in the, the major league. Okay. So they can only cut you 20 percent, no mm-hmm. matter where you are. So I'm in Omaha or Wichita, making pretty good money in '90. Way better than a lot of your teammates. Oh, absolutely right. Some of those guys are four to apartment or something like, like that. Like I was. Yeah. I mean, I was that way in '96. You know, there was four of us living in a one bedroom apartment in Omaha when you first move up. So, I mean, it wasn't about the money. It was like, man, I want to be healthy. I mean, I wasn't a guy that signed for 1.4. I right. signed for 50 grand. So it is what it is. I mean, you've got to get up there and have elite success to make millions of dollars if you didn't already sign for millions of dollars. Do you understand in your head right now, with as a 27, 28-year-old guy, that what you did by making the major leagues is fucking amazing? Or is uh, that not, not. Or you don't understand it until like later in life? Later on. I mean, later on, because you, you, you got that taste and mm-hmm. you got to get, you got to get back there, you know? And I will give the Royals all the credit in the world because they, they kept me on the 40 man roster in 98 and 99. I go back to big league camp in 2000. I didn't warrant any reason probably to still be on the Royals 40 man roster, but they liked me as a human. Uh, I had stayed in town and, and through the organization, bought the house that I still live in uh, with some assistance from them. They did a housing program for a lot of us young guys. Yeah, I remember make, that. They wanted people to live in Kansas City. So and it was Kansas Johnny Indians. Damon, myself, Glendon Rush, Mike Sweeney. We all stayed in town and did you know public relations appearances. I mean, that's how Caillou and I got to meet. I right. was doing that kind of thing that off season, and and so that's why I've been here since then, since the fall of '97, and. And finally, I remember, well, Jay Hendricks is now the, the Monarchs GM. He was the assistant GM for the Royals at the time. And I remember going into 2000, he was like, hey, man, we, uh, we, we, uh, we're going to take you off the 40-man roster. This like, before the, the in spring season training. or in spring training. Yeah, you're off yeah, the 40. So, so. Off the 40. so the, and I've said this, and I'll tell anybody that wants to listen, getting taken off the 40-man roster is bad enough because then you've got to go through waivers. Mm-hmm. So the team that you're playing for does not want you anymore. And then when you clear waivers, that means, that so means so. the other 29 don't fucking want you either. And so... Yeah, clearing waivers is... Ugh. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, that was kind of... I didn't ever think that was the end-to-end end. Uh, I ended up being in Wichita at the end of 2000. My was killing me. They asked me to throw a knuckleball. Like, it was any at that point. <laughs> I still laugh with John Wathen because he was the one. I was like, hey, John, because I knew him a little bit from running around with Dustin. Wathen. Like, can we talk in the parking lot of Lawrence Dumont Stadium? I kind of looked at him and I said, do I, do I have to do this to keep getting a paycheck? Or if I say no, will I get released? And he said, 
<laughs> I said, all right, knuckleball it is. Charlie Huff, here I so come. Then, so and then that was the end of it. So then when, when, did it, when did it come to an end? End of the season in 2000. That was it, and then I got released. So you got released, and then you just basically said in your head, I'm not going to try to go. To yeah, so I, I mean, at that point, I got I to gotta, I gotta work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't make enough money that I don't – I got to find a job. So I ended up doing some uh, – that's when I started doing lessons for the guys at um, Old Ball Game back in the day, John Patton and Corey Owen and the guys that I work with now. So I was doing that part-time uh, and was going to try to sign on with somebody else, you know, work, work out that – get my arm in shape and – uh, slipped and fell off the diving board and blew out my left knee. When, so when that wait a minute. When did that yeah, happen? 2001. And so the diving board, like where? Like a, no, I was just at a, it was a work party. Me and okay. we just gotten there, so I went to go jump off the diving board and I slipped. My right foot slipped off and my left leg locked. I didn't. How can this happen to an athlete up. like so you? you? So you locked you out. So I fall in the water, fall in the water, swim over to the thing. I'm like man, something's wrong with my left. Fuck you know, this. you're underwater. Oh, Those are something. Everything's God. not working. So I pull up, and my kneecaps like. Oh, right here. it's up there. Yeah, where's the kneecap? You want to say for the people that can't watch? Where is my it? My kneecap is near my left like thigh. Patrick Mahomes style. Yeah, that's Mahomes yeah. style, right? Yeah, you just exactly. pop it back yeah. in. Yeah. So that's what I thought. Did you slide it back down? Yeah. Like man, maybe we just push that thing back in there. That thing will be all right. You snap it in like a Lego. Oh shit, man. So I, of course, Doctor Joy. Hey, man, what's up? So, patella tendon reconstruction. So, when you do that now as a former player, how does that operate? Are you still in the Major League Baseball? Yeah, insurance? do you have insurance? Like, what? that's a, not fucking cheap. Uh, on that one, we, we, had to, we had to get creative. Let's say <laughs> okay, that. Okay, all right. We had to get creative. Dr. Joyce, thank God he was a friend. Right. Uh, and he we fixed you up. We won't talk about the cost of surgery if you have insurance versus the cost of surgery when you don't have insurance. Right. And you're just paying cash. That's another show entirely. Right. Well, uh, but never know. That So that was it. I mean, I had been uh, Jamie Walker and Craig Wilson and some of those guys I'd been working out with. I mean, Jamie at that time had signed with Cleveland maybe before he got an opportunity with Detroit. Uh, and then Craig Wilson was actually with the Royals at that point. And so you pretty much feel so your baseball career is over after this knee thing, that's the final well, nail in it for well, you. Well, I mean, I, that it, the crazy thing is, is because that happened, I was able to go back and finish college. Mm-hmm. I had a semester left at Wichita. I couldn't work anyway at that point, um, so I had some friends in Wichita still, and I called my all my you know advisors like, "What do I have left? You have fourteen hours." I'm like, "Sweet, I'll be there this fall. I'm a, I, I owe it to my parents. I right. said I'm gonna graduate." Now, Seven years thing, later, I hadn't had a chance. Now, this is when you signed your initial contract. This is from episode one. The the Major League Baseball team would would pay for that. Nah, part, statute of limitations. It was over on out. that. Yeah, I'd right. run out on that. And what so, was your degree in? Psychology. I was a psychology major, and I actually had the opportunity. The guy that used to run that, they gave me the opportunity to, if I wanted to, get into the Human Factors program, PhD program. Mm-hmm. I was a good student. I'm like, man, doctor, I can't remember his name. I said, I'd love to, but. Who's paying for that? Now, you were a good right. student, but not as good as your brother. <laughs> True. They were both academic All-American. <laughs> I was just fun. So did you ever think about, because you like, sports psychology, was that so originally? So originally, so rewind 1994, three, when I didn't even think I was going to play professional baseball at all, that was the goal. That was kind mm-hmm. of a cutting-edge thing That's in psychology, shit, right? was yeah. sports psychology. Arizona State had one of the few... Uh, degree programs in sports psychology. So until I got drafted by Houston and got drafted by Kansas City, that was the long-term goal. Finish baseball in college, and get go to Arizona State, and get my, yep, get my master's in sports psychology, and then and stick around the game and do that kind of thing. But so now wow. you finish up at Wichita State, you get your degree, and now so when you I was still there, own the house in Kansas City. I did, yep. yep. 
and, and had guys living with me and stuff like that. So 9-11 happened while I was at Wichita State, mm-hmm. finishing up that fall. So I've got Dan Reichert and uh, Kyle Snyder and maybe Corey Bailey and Roberto Hernandez. Some guys are staying at my house, you mm-hmm. know. So Did you say Roberto Hernandez? Roberto okay. Hernandez. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about him. He was yeah, nothing yeah. but great to me. I still one of his 300th save balls in my basement okay. from when all that happened. Um, it was funny to hear from the neighbors because they knew I was back going to college, and they're like, "Man, whose cars are that out front?" Because I just drove a Jeep, you know, Jeep Grand Cherokee. Well, there's some guys, yeah, some dudes. <laughs> some well, dudes. and the crazy thing about that was because of 9/11, the season got upended and got pushed into October. So dudes needed places to stay because their leases were right, up. Yeah. So that last first week in October, I couldn't even come back from Wichita. Yeah. Because there were six dudes living at the house mm-hmm. to finish the season. The homeowner so, station loves this, right? Yeah. HOA oh, is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Right. Uh, so all the name. My first roommate way back when was Slugger, Byron Shores. It used to be Slugger. So neighborhood kids could give two shits that I was pitching in the big leagues. The Look Slugger van. The he, Slugger van was in the driveway. Did he that's, walk that's, around the house of Slugger ever? Was you know? Uh, I'm not at liberty to answer any of those right, questions then. about the ones that showed up on Twitter at right. one point. Well, okay. One that's question. Not, no, 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 did no, no, wait? No. Hold on. Did you <laughs> but, ever walk around as Slugger? Is the question I need answered? Maybe I did. Okay, that's all. I will tell you this. That that suit stinks. Oh, it's disgusting. And so we had one of those industrial fans. Not not because of you guys. It only it was it's hot, man. It's, it's, hot. Just, it's mascot clothes. Mascot Byron Shores. That that anybody that does those mascot things, they're in better shape, man. You oh, sweat God, like it's outside. nobody. And so we had a you know giant industrial fan in the in the garage. You just put that so thing. Come, in front it was of worse it. than a hockey locker room, yeah, dude. In there is awful, awful. So that was my first roommate was Slugger, and then oh, uh, so shit. the guys stay there till November. Oh one. Yep. And now you, you're still doing your degree. You finished your degree at the finished that graduated, crutched across the stage because I'm in, you know, I'm in knee brace because of the thing. Mom and dad are there. Like that so was finally, my. You did it. Yep. You made the major leagues and you graduated. All that shit. Which, I mean, at the time, and you know this, I think how many guys that that signed don't go back and finish. They'll right? say, the I'm numbers do are this, astronomical. Yeah. Like that, you see, wow, we're gonna have time to go do that. And a lot of guys don't. More so just, now than they've ever done saw, it because like, maybe you can do last stuff on year on. during the pandemic, didn't Derek Johnson finally yes. graduate? It was that was one of those things. It was so many years later, you right. see those things happen. So you did this pretty quick. Well, afterwards. and I took a lot longer than I wanted to. Man, right. I wanted to try to get it to do, you know go do it in the off season sometime, but, but it just it was, never quite listen, worked out. I went to the Arizona online shit as there is now. Right. You could have gotten done in two minutes. Right. Well, and I got the chance to go to the Arizona fall league. Right. Couldn't do it that year. Next year I'm in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Next year I'm hurt. Right. I'm, so I didn't get 97, 98, 99. Couldn't get so now back you're to back here. And when did you start getting super involved with like Royals alumni stuff? So in 90, 2001, I mean, that was it. Now I go, go back to work and I'm working full time at, that old ball game and teaching lessons to hourly, you know, trying to trying to build a new life, you know, and I'm going to try to get back in shape after my knee and and maybe I can actually pitch again and go throw for somebody, but that never really materialized. And then I kind of got into the career that I'm doing now. And okay. So, so here we are. Connect the dots from, uh, uh, from, from that point to, to where you are now. So we can, so we can t- tell people like you know how you there's know. a lot of dots, um, <laughs> right? Well, just you know, in so, the two, so 2002, 2001. I mean, I start doing pitching lessons and, and instruction and all that stuff at Old Ball Game, which is now Mac and Sites. Um, working for the guys who were nice enough to hire me and do that stuff. And you remember Marty Patton that used to play for the Royals, sure. his son John, I've worked with. Uh, we had 
Steve Nas. We had some local guys, Mike Grouse, Jeff Cornell, that's now a scout that's here from Raytown that played in the big leagues a little bit with the Royals. Just a, We had a good staff and, and Bobby Dernier and Pete LeCock and just a lot of guys, just a, a really good stable of, of dudes over there. Jeremy Jones was there too that now runs Building Champions. So, man, what a great opportunity for me to start doing lessons and all that stuff. And this uh, is and the get kind of things that like uh, Dayton Moore has been, uh, you know, evangelical about with the fact that they're deteriorating the minor leagues because baseball, the next generation of baseball players comes from a kid who's learning how to pitch from someone like you, right? who, you know, you had a, you, you played in the major leagues. That's fucking one in a billion to get to do that. But if you don't have guys playing minor league baseball, maybe they don't want to come back and, right. and, and love baseball <laughs> and get kids to go. So well, what you guys have done, because you've had, dude, some people, High school kids have come through Kansas City who have made the major leagues and been drafted. They've learned from people like you. Well, that's been the great thing. And I'll say it now, and I've said it before, is, man, I obviously was a decent player. I was good enough to make it to the major leagues. But I think over the last 21 years now that I've been coaching and teaching, I'm a better coach and teacher than I was a player, just from everything that's happened from 2001 until 2022. And the opportunities and the kids. And my whole thing is I want kids to have fun with baseball. I love the game more than anybody. I'm the biggest kid every day when you walk into home field and come teach a lesson. Now, when you start talking about talent, we'll figure that out. That, that's the easy part. When you Do you want to work hard enough? That's one of the things I say to the kids. Are you willing to work hard enough to be able to get to that next level? Whether that's seventh grade going into high school, whether that's high school trying to get into college, whether that's high school, college trying to get into professional baseball, and, and so on and so forth. You better outwork somebody because nobody's that talented. I mean, there's, there's a few guys up there that are crazy first-round picks. I was never that guy, and so I was always the guy that – I really had to work and, and do those things and, and, and give those guys the best opportunity uh, to learn and, and how to do that and, and what to do moving forward. Okay, so I got, I got two stories I want you to tell before we wrap things up. Um, number one, I want you to tell the story about how you saved someone's life and then went through another injury. <laughs> and, then, and then number two, and maybe end it with this one because this is a, a very uh, heartwarming story. Um, We'll come full circle and, and tell the story about reconnecting with the family of of Ken Gonzalez, yes. the scout that uh, that signed you. Because I know that I still remember and how emotional and everything else. Cool. So I would like to hear those two stories. Yep. I think uh, those are two of your best before we uh, we get the wrap up sign from Mister Ben Mester. All right. So the Achilles story. So uh, Georgetown plays KU in Lawrence in December. Is that right? Yeah. Why not? I'll have to look up what year it was. And so we go to the game. Awesome. I ended up going over to the wheel afterwards. Actually, I was having a beer with John Holt. The weather's awful. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a full-blown ice storm. And we, we had, like, one beer at the wheel. And we all kind of look at each other that are all going back to, to Kansas City. Like, if we don't go back to Kansas City we now, we're stuck. Yeah, I mean, right. we're going to be stuck here in Lawrence. Uh, and I hope they have cots here at the wheel. <laughs> um, they might, so. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not driving, I'm riding. So we get in the car and we're driving back and we're on K10 coming back and it's, it's awful. Like it is scary. And we're going about 20 miles an hour on K10 and a Honda CRV kind of passes on. I bet we're going 20, maybe they're going 22, you know? So they're kind of creeping past us. And, um, I look up and we're kind of near Kill Creek. Mm -hmm. If that, and there's there's no... I didn't think about this at the time, but there's no middle wire to, to keep oh, cars from crossing. Sides, yeah. to, right. I look up, and there's a 80s-year pickup truck 
spinning. It's out of out on of, the other side. On the other side, heading right. westbound, mm-hmm. um, out of control, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Please stay over there. If that thing crosses the median, we're in deep shit. Right. And it and it kept spinning, and it went right through the median, and it hit the Honda CRV. Oh wow! Boom. And so the truck goes back into the median. The Honda CRV goes to the the side of the road. The other side. And it's flipped over. So it's laying on its passenger side. Mm-hmm. And who are you with? Uh, Shannon Cates. Okay. Shannon was driving. She was sure. the one that had tickets. Actually, we had tickets. She shared tickets with Hudler. So you're not driving. So you see so all Shannon's this. So Shannon's driving. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, so we pull over behind the Honda CRV and we go over and the Driver's side door opens and it's the the, the dad I, I assume and he's like hey we've got two kids in the car like oh shit right and so so he's trying to climb out he's of trying the top to climb of the out tin and can. get his wife and his kids so he hands me I am reaching up on my tiptoes and getting the car seat mm-hmm. with the I'm like what in the fuck was and I was like no way like. I'd get into the age where other friends had been through it. Chad Corey had been through it not too too long. I didn't realize it at the time. But I'm like, oh, man, well, no time. I got to get this car seat to to our car and and make everybody was okay. Mm -hmm. So the two kids are okay, no injuries. The mom and the dad are okay. The guy driving the pickup truck is somehow okay. Uh, I still have pictures you can look. Um, But you're there and you help get all the So, yeah, so everybody's now in the car we were driving. Right. uh, Whatever it was. Yeah, Yeah. and and so I'm standing outside, and it's still a freaking ice storm. Right. And now, you know, traffic's backed up miles on on K-10. Ambulance is there. um, And the the ambulance guy's like, all right, man, is everybody okay? And I'm like, (laughs) he's like, what happened to you? And I said, pretty sure I blew the wheel, you know, and like, fuck. This is your He's like, you want to get in here? And I said, due to the thousand, at this point, I didn't have any insurance. Right. You know? right. And so oh, I'm like, no. I'm not getting in that thing at a thousand bucks a minute or however right, long. Yeah. So I said, I'm just going to go home. I'll figure it out. A thousand bucks a minute. And so minute. I'm supposed to go to the Chiefs game the next day. I know this. This was a Saturday. You fucking play hurt, though. Shit, yeah, man. So I get home <laughs> and I get my recliner and I prop it. And I walked into the house. So it's not, I'm like, ooh, man. And I yeah. did the old, you know, where check. is it? Where is she? Right. Nothing. She's up oh, here shit. behind the knee. There's, I'm like, I'm like, well, <laughs> that's, with that fucking yeah, that's not good. And it's uh, like, mother. Goose, <laughs> you ain't got hate. No, you motherfucker. That's right. Oh, Damn it. So who's on speed dial? Who's already done Dr. my shoulder Joyce? and my knee? Are you fucking kidding? Do me. my finger, Steve Joyce, Jamie Bluma. What now? That's right. He didn't think it was what a house now? thing. What You're now? not going to believe this story. No, I said, here's what happened, man. And I told him, he said, all right, we can get you in tomorrow. <laughs> See you tomorrow. God damn. So you right. didn't go to the Chiefs game. So. I couldn't, man. God, by that dang. time, it's it's her. He man. has a torn Achilles. You want him to go to the I, fucking Dude, I wanted Chiefs to. Game. I wanted. Well, you guys know Shane Cordes. There's and some I, fucking t- walking involved oh. there, Levo. What the fuck? Man, I wanted to. I drink my. I drink internally. You know, <laughs> ice, ice internally. Can I, I think it'll be all right. I'm just being honest. I believe that you could have done it. Oh, he could have got I'd throw a boot on there and That's figure right. it the fuck out. I believe you could have yeah. done it, but I'm glad you didn't. So I ended up going, and, and, and so Dr. Joyce is more of a knee and shoulder guy, and so Dr. Halloran that's over there. Guy. I got a guy. So Dr. Halloran, who actually been, anyway, you, yeah, we got a. Dr. So Halloran? I, you know Dr. Halloran. KP Halloran? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's Former been, Detroit guy with the Red Wings and the Tigers and all that okay. guy before he you came guys here. Are all, y'all know yeah. surgeons. Yes. Well, I wish I didn't know that. Anyway, so Halloran did my surgery. So I have surgery. He's like. We need to get this done because I'm going out of town. I had surgery Christmas Eve morning. There you go. That year. I had to look up the year. And so 
uh, Alan Shope. Do you know Alan yeah, Shope? Sure I do. So Alan ends up coming to the, I end up staying at my parents' house for a couple mm-hmm. days after surgery out in Baser so they can take care of me a little bit. And Shope gets wind through Brad Fanning, I think, yeah. or whatever. And so and they, they call, the come and do the story about, yeah. man, you helped save these people. I'm like, I didn't say if I saved anybody's life. I fucking hurt myself. Right, right. So that, so that'll always live in infamy. And if you were just a little bit taller, you wouldn't have to reach so high. I've never heard that before. What a story. (laughs) Okay, and so, and so now, so man, you can't even make this shit up. Like I blow my knee out falling off a diving board. I blow my Achilles out. Helping, helping in a car accident, right. like you tear your fucking finger off, tear my finger off fixing nets. Well, that had happened after that, you know, like man. Well, and the Achilles and the finger happened within a calendar year. Mm. That's getting a hell of a year. Older, all that. So shit I'm is. at that point. After that? The do, finger, you have your, do you have your Achilles in a fucking jar? Or no, 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 no. They reattach. I mean, no, I do have something. the wire that they put in my knee. There, let's put, you need to put that in a whole little display. That should be a Christmas door. Put that fucking wire with the finger and hang that over like mistletoe. So all those things happen and. <laughs> Shit. I, the, the finger thing and fall. I'm lucky. I have nine lives. I could have died on the. Is this building We could have gotten hit by right that now? car. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, could have hit by that truck, or I easily could have died when I fell off the ladder. 100%. Right. Could have hit your head on that diving yes. board. Any, any, anything. Or could've, just drowned. I said Greg Luganus. Right. right. Remember he named Greg Luganus? Oh, yes. sorry. Now. sorry. All right. Next story. Man. Let's get heartfelt here. Man. Hello. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Okay, so. <laughs> Hot mic. Let's get into. Whoops. So yeah, this this story is a great story because if you remember back in episode one, we talked about Ken Ken Gonzalez, yes, the scout that signed you. He looked at you in the eye and he said, "You know, I believe in you. I got you. That this you're, you're my guy. You third pitch round picks. You'll yes. pitch in the major leagues." And the day he signed you, he had a heart attack and passed in Wichita that that evening. Okay, so and so take us full circle to this story. So 2014. Um, Royals are obviously playing well. Um, fast forward, uh, his son Colin uh, is a scout for the Royals wow. in, in Southern California. Uh, and his other son, David, is now the basketball coach at Harmon, David Gonzalez, and uh, a referee and an umpire here in town. Um, and had, had kept in touch with those guys. You know, hadn't seen them all in person. Mom listens to the show. Ken's, Ken's wife, Ken's widow, and oh, has right. heard us talking about it, and mm-hmm. word wow, gets around quick every time that I've told the story, you know, and so always it's Colin and Dale, like, man, we appreciate you remembering our father, all that stuff, and if you've ever seen the the 30 and 30 on Bo, mm-hmm. he's mentioned in that, right. Ken is, so to keep his memory alive and all that stuff, fast forward, obviously we play in the wild card game yeah, in 14, and so um, Shane Cordez, who's a good friend of the show, uh, he's got a suite for the game, and so Hell of I'm, lucky, a guy. I'm lucky enough to be in the suite. And I think you, I was in the suite for the very beginning of that game. We saw um, a home run. I said, "This fucking game sucks." So we're all, we're all in there and front running. And so the, the crazy thing is, is here comes Colin Gonzalez and Dave Gonzalez, and they are were together in the suite. Like we have not all three been together. Maybe ever. Never, never happened. Okay. You know, never happened. And so, we're, I mean, we're all three. I'm balling. You know, like, how full circle is yeah. this from 1994 to, to 2014? Right one of the, like, and then this is one of the greatest nights in Royals history. Yeah. And you're there. Let's the, do the math on how oh, many wow. years that is. How many years is That's that? 20 years? That's, yeah. 94? <laughs> yeah, it's 20 years. Not 30 years. 20 years. Like he, His brothers were academic all Americans. He did he didn't believe you. He said twenty. Right, well, he was getting ready to question. Fuck you, Lebo. I was Lebo. thinking about Magnante and math. 
so, so, I can take this guy's per diem. So, man, what a what a moment! Like I can't even believe this is happening. And then what happens? Oh, we the fucking game! Fucking come back. We're all standing there witnessing this comeback against Lester, and we fucking win. Like we think it's divine intervention. Right, like it, honest it, to God, like this, I'll cry right now. Do it. Like. And we we to this day like holy shit man right there like it, like, like 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 Ken was looking down Thank you, and Ken said Gonzalez Jamie and my boys are together I'm gonna make this a night to remember yes sir I remember that? that night because I was wow. out there working and I came down and I saw you guys in the suite I didn't meet them I don't think because I was barely in the suite right. very first inning Brandon Moss hits a home run I'm like Woof, this game sucks and it was, I had to go work at that point later and then the the, the whole night Ooh, unfolds that way and then he got another fucking home run that this. This is, uh, I've told this on the radio before, uh, not to bring uh, some levity to this. So this, that game was the old stadium club was still there. This is before Craft right. and Draft, right? So right. that's where Overflow Media was. So I'm sitting there, I think Petro was with me, and we're sitting, and Joel and, and Monty are sitting in front of us, because that's where Overflow Media was. And they, Monty's got his big scorebook. You know, they got their big sure. scorebooks that last forever. And at the very top corner of the scorebook, there's a little thing that says next game. So, like, if you're, if you're calling the game, you're, you're like, you know, next game is Anaheim, 6 o'clock tomorrow, whatever. So Brandon Moss hits the second home run off of Ventura, 8,000 feet uh, in there. And so Monty writes down spring training on next game, and he points at it. Because we thought the fucking game sure. was over. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. it was over. I'm sure you guys in the yeah. street were like, fuck, oh, fuck. this. Yeah. Boddicker tells the story all the time. I'm, I'm, first, I'm sitting. So I, I, had, I had both my boys with me. But one was in, because he had to scrounge for tickets. It was a tough oh. ticket ride. So I've got one boy with me for the first half of the game, me and Phil. And then Phil goes out in the outfit to sit with Jake and, my, and one of my best friends, where's, Anthony. That's where's Jake. Right. And, but then, and then, so then Richie comes and sits with me this is for the second half of the game. And then at one point, we go and sit by Boddicker. And, th- and it was after Ventura gave up the home run. And, oh, and Ned Yost was fired. And was Boddicker. Done. And I'm just like, and I'm, fired. And I'm like, I've spent all this money on fucking tickets. And <laughs> I've been waiting for this fucking, I bring my boys. And they're going to fucking lose and fuck this shit. And I was so mad. And Boddicker looks at me and goes, basically goes, will you just shut the fuck up? He looks at me and goes, <laughs> they're going to come back and win this game. I said, you're so full of shit. And he, and he looked at me, <laughs> and he got mad. He goes, they're going to come back and win this game. And I said, oh. Unusual for Boddicker well, to be no, uh, he, smiley he about something. And then I right, go, right, I right. get mad, and I go walk. And for some <laughs> I was surprised that they sold soft tacos at one of the concessions. Oh, got to have some So I got three tacos, came back. <laughs> that settled my nerves. I go sit back down. They come back and win, and Boddicker finds me and says, Fuck what you. I can tell you? And then later on, I was hanging out of a car in the parking in the parking lot. Yay! Oh. And I felt someone come and grab me and yank me out of the car and fuck my back up. And it was Grunhard, who literally yanked me out of a car and swung me around like a fucking rat. And rag then you got examined by the same out. doctor who did That's surgery exactly on Bloomer. Right. Let's make a real surgery. And then, then Bloomer saved my life. I remember being in that suite for the first inning of that game down there uh, with y'all. And that was like... Yeah, because Sabes was in town. I mean, there was, yeah, it was, a, it was something. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're out of time here, so let's wrap up. To tell people, because here we go, if you're in Kansas City, you can get lessons still from Jamie Bluma. So give a plug to uh, your lessons and also to Red, White, and uh, Bluma. You got it. So uh, if you want lessons, uh, homefieldkc.com is our website. Uh, you can call it there, 913-320-4404. You can find me on Twitter at, at BundyJunior19. Do they- That's another whole 
podcast story why that is. And, you, and by the way, you're coming back for another episode. Okay. I want you to know. Cool. Do they have you? Do they have you fix the lights? At nope. The home I'm not a ladder guy anymore. Okay. I mean, uh, not not much on a ladder anymore so these not, days. Not and then. Red, White, and Bluma is my nonprofit. You can go to Red, White, and Bluma, A-N-D, Bluma.org, or Blumapalooza.com. Blumapalooza is actually the event I have every September. Uh, those sites kind of mirror each other. Uh, we just try to raise money for local Kansas City charities, military and or otherwise, uh, with the sole intention of just giving some money away to some awesome organizations. So uh, thank you to you and your station and everybody here that supported that and for having me on the air uh, on the Border Patrol over the last, how would I say, seven or eight years, or 15. 15, yeah. whatever. Time whatever fucking fun. Well, if there's back. a guy that does more in the community than Jamie Bloom in Kansas City, I'd like to fucking meet him because I don't know who it is. And you? We're just, yeah, we're it's going to be probably you. I'm like the worst. You guys are the best. Uh, yeah. Seriously, this, guy is, this guy pulls the strings. He makes everything He is the happen. purse string puller. Blue, yeah, I wish we I had love the purse you. string. Hold on. You got more stories. <laughs> Shake that finger like should it's we, a fucking Should we open rattle. it up and smell it? No. I, no. Fuck. Don't do it to him. Make him I'll smell I'll take it. a whiff. Do it. Okay, here we go. Oh, fuck. That's how we end it. I don't want to take a whiff. Smell it good. Get it's not there. bad? You didn't no. make it move. No. Oh, it's nothing. Let me smell. Yeah, smell. not bad. It's nothing. Ah, a little bit. It's, ah, it's fine. It smells like rotting flesh. Not I yet. Thought it might. It put, get the air back okay, off okay, of it. Got oh, there's, all right. There's, there's, all right. There's, there's something to it. I don't yeah, know what it is, but that's it. Emily, uh, in about uh, two weeks, may still. <laughs> she will not watch this. I can tell oh, you. Oh, Emily, take a whiff of that finger and yes. see what you think. Put well, that in the basement. You know what? Normally, I've had people say, "Smell my finger." That's a little bit different than what we I've experienced in my life, but that's fine. Pull my finger. Oops. Uh, that was the name of our one. limo bus. Was Wilma finger do? <laughs> <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that's not the last episode. We'll have Jamie Bluma uh, in studio. I've just smelled his finger, and I'm going to go lie down and take a nap. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, this microphone is off.